98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. We go through seasons in our life, Daniel. Uh, you know, eventually we all get to uh, choose whether we're going to go to college or not. Then later on in life, you go to a million weddings because everybody and you yourself are in your late 20s and everybody's getting married. And then there's other seasons in your life. Um, but one thing I thought I was out of the woods on was bachelor parties, Daniel. Oh, God. I can't can you, imagine. Can you imagine? No. Uh, so I'm going to a two-night bachelor party at Grand Lake this nice weekend. Nice knowing you. You're done. How in the world am I going to do that? You can't. You're too old for that now. That's well, a young man's game. I know. Like, when I was 25, 27, 29, maybe, you know. But uh, I'm going to a bachelor party for one of my neighbors. It's two nights at Grand Lake at a resort. And they even sent out an email itinerary. Which just sounds like uh, they might as well just say drink all day on it. Because that's what's ha- is it golf and then poolside and all this stuff. And I go, you know, it's going to kill me. And then, and, and so the logical thing would be to like take it easy. But you know how guys are when they get together. You know, somebody's buying like shots. And if you don't take a shot, you're a wuss. And, you know, on and on and on. And then they're like, why isn't I drinking? And like, what's his problem? There's like that pressure. I don't know what that is. For, d- guys are very close. Uh, we all love each other, a big group of friends. But w- on a bachelor party, they just try to kill each other. That's just a fact. <laughs> I was at one once, and I didn't feel so well the next day, and everybody was like, just drink a beer. <laughs> uh, like, You're like, it's 8 in the morning. I, I, I thought they were going to beat me up it, because but- I, wouldn't, I couldn't drink the next day. And they're just, I mean, they're angry. It is a weird thing that people get mad at you for trying to be responsible. It's like Lord of the Flies. If, you know, I know. They drop a rock on you if you don't. I, what are you going to do, Tig? So, I can't imagine what you're going to do. Okay, so the first thing that's happening is Friday night I go to the lake, Grand Lake, to the resort. And they've already got this thing planned, like some kind of drinking something at the pool. And I go, well, okay, so Friday is going to be, you know, Saturday morning is going to be rough. But then they got it again on Saturday. And I go, you know, Sunday is going to kill me. Let me predict right now what's going to happen. Friday night, hey, man, we're going to take it easy, okay? That's when you get the most drunk you've ever been in your whole life. And <laughs> as then soon as Saturday, you say you're going to take right, it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't jinx yourself. So, uh, will you be able to pick me up from the lake on Sunday? And, you mean uh, hospital? Do the IV or whatever I see in the bathrooms around here. where they- You need to be like Michael Jackson, have some doctor that travels with you. <laughs> I'd do it. It makes you go to sleep at a certain hour. I'd do it. You need a team. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. Speaking of truth, it turns out uh, most Americans tell four lies a day. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. A lot of these lies are like, hey, good to see you. Glad to be here. Those kinds of lies. You know, you're not lying about you bought a car and are trying to hide it from your spouse or anything, but about four lies a day. And there's ways that you can tell that somebody's lying to you. And uh, this guy says that even like the best poker players in the world, you know, that's basically a game of lying. You're trying to pretend like you don't have anything uh, when you might have two aces or something. And they say people usually sit up in their chair a little straighter when they're lying. Uh, Sometimes they have a little smirk that they don't realize that's a sideways smirk, apparently, according to this study that you can tell somebody's lying. And, uh, you know, Daniel, every now and then at work, you will ask one of our bosses a question. You know, was the show good today? Do you like us? And, uh, and you'll call them out right in front of their face because you think you figured out the great way to figure out if somebody's lying to you. And you've said this to me for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. You taught this to me. And I can't say that it's wrong. You say that when someone's lying to you, they do this one little, they have this quirk or something. And it's almost unavoidable when you're telling a lie. And what is it, Daniel? 
They'll be talking, they'll tell the lie, then they look up and then to the right. Above the shoulder of the person they're lying to, kind of? Yeah, they'll almost like break eye can't, you know, kind of talking like up and then, you know, like, oh, yeah, I liked it. And then they look up and away. You call it they the, can't they can't glaze at you. You actually call it the lie spot. Yeah, they look into the lie spot. So I'll be I'll be uh, our boss. Ask me a question. Oh, did you like uh, when we did the kid quiz yesterday? Oh, loved it. It was really nice. You just looked into the lie spot. I know you're lying. <laughs> yeah, you'll tell them. You're like, I, just, I know you're lying. And then they can't deny it. <laughs> do you think you tell four lies a day, though? Oh, many, many more than that. Really? When, when do you lie? At work, maybe? You just tell a bunch of little white lies every single day. Mm-hmm. Do you not? I think we all do, right? Like, people will say things to me like, hey, uh, really nice to see you. And I go, oh, I bet it really wasn't. But they really care. Uh, I see another study that said, this is like a recent study, 2015, said that people who lie move their hands much more than ones that are telling the truth. Uh-huh. So if I know that I'm going to be in a lying situation. You're going to try to clasp your hands? No, don't be ridiculous. Oh. I put on heavy mittens. <laughs> don't you think that if you're wearing heavy mittens, that would clue in that that's when you're going to lie to me? I didn't think of that. Yeah. Like, why is he wearing heavy mittens? Yeah, it's, it's like 100 it's 100 degrees, degrees outside. Why is he wearing those heavy mittens? <laughs> mm, could be lying. Four lies a day. Uh, Daniel, it's good to see you this morning. I really yeah, I love, see what you're doing I here. like looking at you six hours a day, yeah. of course, sitting right across from me. But I actually do like um, giving away free stuff. And we got an experience for you. Three-day music festival in Pryor with uh, Born and Raised. And those tickets are free this morning at 740 right here on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. I'm kind of shocked that this is 40 years old today, because I don't remember it coming around at least mainstream until the early 90s, but the CD, remember the CDs? Uh, it's 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country, which I got to say, when a CD came out, it blew my mind because you didn't have to fast forward anymore. You, could, you couldn't believe that you could just skip to another song without having to like fast forward up. I went too far. I have to rewind now. It was pretty mind blowing. I felt like, you know, I knew nothing about sound engineering or anything like that, but I felt like it had this different sound to it. Turns out I was right. I ask people in Nashville a lot of times, like, what's the best medium to listen to a song on? Is it MP3? Is it record? Uh, by far, they said CD is always the best the sounding. best sounding quality, huh? We all had that um, binder of CDs in our cars. Yes. Especially if you're around our generation. And I'm talking about... 40, 50 CDs, and thousands of dollars worth of CDs. Am I right? Yes. Growing up, my mom and dad had eight tracks. I got a hold of my mom's eight tracks, and that's that really shaped my interest in music. And mm. I was so honored to have these things. Didn't you and your dad used to listen to some Little Red Riding Hood? Uh, well, you, you know, I mean, I think that uh, every parent kind of either accidentally or just because they listen to that music, introduces their kids to what they grew up with. What's that song? It was Sham Sham and the Pharaohs? I have no idea, Daniel. How do you not know? Give me some audio here. How do you know the song that you grew up listening to? I see walking in these woods. Wait, that's a cover of it. (laughs) Good job. Wait, how do you not remember the song that you love? It's a song called Little Red Riding Hood, and we used to listen to uh, Michael Jackson. Why is Little Red Riding Hood? The whole point of that exercise was that was a song you and your dad listened to. Yeah. You listened to his records, I assume they were. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it shaped 
how you like music. Yes. Same with me. Yes. And then there was a time where you had this binder of CDs in your trunk, 40, 50 CDs. Mm-hmm. And I assume you packed that thing up, you wrapped it up in a cloth, you put it up on a shelf somewhere, kept it warm and cool and dry for your son. So when he gets older, he'll be able to listen to your CDs and y'all can listen to them together to have the same experience that you and your dad had. Right. And you did that, right? No, I was cleaning out my car one day and uh, I found the, you know, the big binder of CDs and I go, this is taking up too much space. I threw them in the trash. Because by that time... That is unbelievable to me that you would do that. The internet had come along, and I said, you know, if I want to listen to uh, House of the Rising Sun or something, I don't even need the CD anymore. I just go to YouTube or something. And so, yeah, I just threw them away. I I don't think most people kept their CDs, honestly. In fact, I want to know, if you are listening, did you actually keep all your CDs? Or did eventually you go, you know, this is this is kind of ridiculous. I can just listen to this stuff on the internet if I want to. I'm going to tell you right now, Ty, 99% of people kept that binder of CDs. 10% of people are driving around right now with a big old stack of CDs in their car. Whether it be in the dash, whether it be in the door handle. 918-879-9898. You still carried around CDs or did you finally get rid of them? 918-879-9898. I really feel like everybody got rid of them. Do you still have CDs? Yeah, I've got some. Not all of them, see? Hey, it's Tig and Daniel. Who's this? Uh, this is James. James, did you hear what this monster did? He threw all of his CDs away, all the music he listened to, listened to growing up, and uh, he's got a son. Did you keep your CDs or just throw them away? Of course I kept my CDs. Could you imagine this guy? I got a big guy... old box of them under right. my bed. Yeah, but like... Could you, you could... imagine this guy going to the car wash and he just goes, ah, and just throws thousands of dollars yeah. worth of music away? Oh, I mean, those were, CDs were what, $30 a piece? When they first came out, they were. Yeah, but they're worthless now yes. because if I want to listen to Friends in Low Places, I don't have to pull out my CD binder. Right? But it's it, it's it's just worth it. I mean. Like a nostalgic value? Yeah, yeah, it's nostalgic. That's exactly what it is. It's nostalgic. I mean, I keep all my DVDs just because I have Netflix. doesn't mean I throw those in the trash. By the way, can I tell you that if you want DVDs, you can go over to Route 66 and go to those consignment shops. They're like a dollar for, like, top, whatever you want to see, man. Yeah. If <laughs> you still got a DVD player to use it on. Hey, thanks for the call. Hey, no problem. Yeah, you know. Hey, it's and Daniel. Who's this? Yeah. Some, somebody's so appalled, Ty, that you listening. threw away all these. They threw it away. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Hey, this is Bob. Bob, do you did you hold on to your CDs or just throw them away like they were useless? Oh no, no, no! I, I kept all of mine because I'm I'm not quite sure, and I might be wrong on this. I don't think there's anything that approaches CD quality sound still yet. That's what the people in Nashville so, say. That it's good sound. That that that's what they say, and that's actually where I'm from. I'm a trucker just passing through. But now I kept all mine because even the decks that I put in my kids' cars, you know, uh, you want them to know what that true sound quality is. So you're driving so, a truck, do no, you? No, I kept all mine. You listen to CDs while you're driving that truck? No, I use Spotify. Yeah, everything's got to be hands free in here, man. Hey, don't don't advertise Spotify on here, buddy. But um, right now he's listening to ninety eight five The Bull. <laughs> don't you think that Ty should have passed these down to his his son? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, maybe absolutely. I blew it. Did you and your parents listen to their like their music growing up? Like, they ever play their old records for you or anything like that? I've still got those as well. Because I mean, sometimes there's nothing like that. You know, that pop, that crackle, that static. 
especially if you've got a good hi-fi, you know, stereo with the house. Yeah, it is kind of nostalgic, I guess. You know, Ty, have you ever been to a museum? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just go in there and clean everything out and throw it away? <laughs> like, they don't need this old pot. <laughs> we got better pots now. Yeah, I'm glad you don't curate a museum. Five the Bull. Today's hot country. Today is the anniversary, 40-year anniversary of the CD, which would put it at 1982. However, I don't remember. Uh, well, Ty, if it is the 40, 40th birthday of the CD. What did I say? Anniversary. Whatever. You got everybody confused now. Listen to this. That's not Garth Brooks singing that. That's I was about a cover. to say, why are you playing this clip of it? So my whole logic was, I got rid of all my CDs. Daniel's upset that I got rid of that, you know, that big booklet we used to carry around in our cars. I just threw that away at the car wash once because I go, all this stuff I can just listen to on the internet, except all of Garth Brooks music online is like some cover version because he doesn't allow for it. So you can hear that. Like, I should have saved that one CD. You can CD. hear that on Alexa. Oh, okay. Um... I got upset with you for throwing that binder of CDs away because I remember listening to music there with my parents, their music, their eight tracks, their records, things like that. And it really shaped the kind of music I liked. Now, you've got a six-year-old. In a few years, he would have loved to have that binder of CDs. Yeah, but, like, my logic was all these binders of CDs are right in my phone if I want them to be. Why would I carry this thing around? Because your phone can hold every song ever, right? Yeah. So you can't be like, here, son, look, I used to listen to every song ever. <laughs> so well, at least with good... the CDs, he would know, like, oh, Dad, listen to this. Oh, he burned this. He, This is what he was feeling in the summer of uh, 2001. And, and track by track, he would see what you were listening to at the very time you were listening to it. You can't just go here, uh, every song ever, son. This is what I used to like. So it would have been better to sort of... Um have a catalog of what dad likes so he could go along and listen to that one. Wouldn't you think so? Probably I messed up. Probably. But I think a lot of people threw out their CDs. Hey, good morning. It's Ty Daniel. Who's this? Oh, it's Mike. Hey, Mike. What's up? I was just going to call about the CDs. So, so do you... All those in the trash, too. You threw them away, too? I threw them out. Like, kind of what you said, that the app I can't say. Uh, my kids have heard all the Big Willie style and Diamond Rio and Brooks and Dunn. They could they could tolerate so we didn't need the cds yeah so you could just like once it got to the internet i was like you know i'm why am i carrying around this extra weight in my car it's taking up space this is ridiculous but daniel i do remember another wrinkle this to the yeah, story no. now that i've thought about it remember you would burn your own cds and you would have to name them something yeah so you'd know what was on it yeah and, and then you had to yeah call it some kind of mix but this is like version two plus will smith yeah, it's like Jessica's mix, and I, you know, I'm like, you know, I got a girlfriend. I'm like, I'm not sure if I can carry around Jessica's mix anymore. Or, or so you named yeah, all your mix. One. Hold on, Ty. You named your mix CDs after your girlfriends? Yeah, kind of, because Bull. a lot of the songs that they that were on that burn CD were songs that they had introduced me to. So I knew, oh, I remember the songs that are on Laura's CD because, you know, we were dating at that time, and I remember that era. And so when I went through the binder, it was like who's Laura. Yeah, it was like an X, and I, I did have Brooks and Dunn and, and stuff like that right. in there, but then it was like Lara's mix. Ty, and I, go, you, I don't know if I can school, have this. I don't think you had a girlfriend. You had those huge braces. You played the trum, uh, the no. what, the trombone or I the tuba. I CDs in college. And, and what were the name of the mixes? Like Right Hand Mix, Summer 1996? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So those were the... Those were the first ones to go, though. They had to go right they, they had to go. If they had a girl's name on them, you had to throw those CDs out. 
that's that's I'm an telling y'all's kids yeah. would love to have these. Maybe, but I think that I remember. I mean, and, I'm thinking about it now. It would have been cool to have some of those still around, but also that would have been a lot of time just lugging this giant thing of CDs around. Yeah, so, and um, you know, if I'm you add, really cool you had to wait till your car. You're burning more gas, and you know, I just didn't think it was worth it eventually. Well, I'm glad <laughs> your two aliens decided to throw away a big part of your childhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. What planet are you guys both on the same planet or what? Yeah, Earth. And and plus, Tyg, would a lady care if you had a a mixtape? If you got a new girlfriend from, and you had a CD in there that said like Betsy's mix, I don't think they're going for that. Hey, it's Tyg and Daniel. This is a lady. Uh, would you care if Tyg had some other lady's name on a mixed CD from four years ago? Not really. Yeah. Well, see. All right. What's your name, ma'am? Stephanie. Do, Stephanie, don't you find it insane that Tyg has a six-year-old and still he threw away his whole binder of CDs? Yeah, I'm keeping mine for my kids. Yeah. Tyg, I guess you think that, do you feel like, Tyg, that women are so jealous that if they ever saw another lady's name on one of your mixed CDs that they would be very upset? I just didn't want to disrespect somebody by cherishing something that was a part of an ex's time with me. Sorry. I tried to do the you right thing. You felt like it was disrespectful to have maybe. to own an item that had somebody else's name on it. I don't, I think so, maybe. So. And you would have, quote, cherished it? <laughs> well, I did like the CDs, but eventually it's like, you know, I'm not going to carry this around. And so what about in her case? Stephanie said uh, she has autographed CDs by many artists. Yeah. Who do you have autographs from? Um, George Strait, Garth Brooks, Chris Ledoux, Martina McBride. Now, if you had and, a, uh, a Terry C- Clark. You say Carrot Top? Terry Clark. Terry, oh, Terry, Terry Clark. Clark. <laughs> Ty, if Terry you had a top. CD signed a by CD. George Strait, would you throw that right into the garbage? No, I'd say that. That's That's cool. That's an experience. So, and I appreciate your call. All right, thank you. Thank you. I guess Daniel right. would have been a good idea. And plus, think of the money you wasted. That was must have been thousands of dollars worth of CDs. Probably not a good financial decision. You right? know who? You know who should have uh, talked to you before you threw those away? David Limerick from We Street Wealth yeah. Management. David Limerick, man, he's the guy that you go to, and you don't have to have like tons of money. I know you hear about wealth management. You're like, well, you know, I don't own a yacht. Actually, that's when we need to get started so that one day we can be planning for the future, for college, for retirement, stuff like that. Daniel, for whatever reason, I don't think he's a knight, but he had a suit of armor in his house. I said, what do you got this for? And uh, it's just you spent money on it. It was a decoration. Mm. Now, David Limerick probably would have said, hey, man, you don't need that. Another thing about David Limerick, even though his last name is Limerick, he hardly ever speaks in Limericks while giving financial advice. He gives good sound Right. Structured he doesn't sentences. Make it, he doesn't make it hard to understand. Right. David Limerick uh, can help you out. You don't You don't need tons of money. In fact, that's a good reason to get started. And uh, we've all made mistakes in our financial journey, haven't we? And uh, he can help get you on the right track. At We Street Wealth Management, they offer a complimentary, no-obligation financial review. So that means you go in there, fill out some stuff online. He goes, here's where you're good. Here's what we can work on. And then, boom, you got a partner. You can get that free, no-obligation financial review right now at WeStreet.org slash wealth-management. That's WeStreet.org slash wealth-management. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally-owned health plan. So we found out today is the uh, 40th birthday of the CD. We play music on. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tyg and Daniel. <laughs> I wanted to be clear what it was. And, Thank uh, you, Doug. Thank you for clearing up. When you said CD, I didn't know what you meant. I, I guess I, Daniel kept all his CDs, but I threw mine away because I just thought, you know, I can uh, I can listen to all this on my phone now. And then I had a problem with uh, some of the CDs were named after some ex-girlfriends I had, and I didn't know how that would play out. 
My wife found them. You know, I don't so know. You if that's act a good like thing. you had all these CDs and the, a binder full of CDs with burned CDs with all ladies' names. A on lot them. of them was like Lindsay one, Lindsay two, Lindsay three, <laughs> stuff like that. Hi. I don't know what? if you ever seen a picture of you in high school, but uh, unfortunate. Lindsay liked it. Hey, uh, good morning. It's uh, Ty Godino. Who is this? Casey. Hey, Casey. Good morning. Uh, would you be mad if... Uh, are you married or you got a boyfriend right now? No, I'm married. Would you be mad if you went through your uh, husband's CD binder and, uh, you know, he had, like, girlfriend's names on each, each of those CDs? No, I really wouldn't care, but they better have some really good songs on <laughs> people. Yeah, maybe she has a good taste in music. This would be great to have that CD. Well, take, I think it's kind of like for you to assume that all women would be jealous over... I didn't say all women. What did you say? I said that I, I thought it might be taken as disrespectful for me to hold on to something that had an ex's name on it and carry that around in my car. You think you're so desirable to women that if a lady ever saw that you had a CD with somebody's name written on it in Magic Marker, that the lady would just be devastated? I wouldn't say devastated. I just didn't want to get that. I didn't even want to have that discussion, so I just I, I threw it away. But, but I, you know, what if uh, you wouldn't? it wouldn't bother you the songs on the, the CD, madam, if you heard, like, this guy had a CD with, like, like uh, you, you say you're married. What's, like, your husband's ex that you don't like? Say all that. Just make up a name. Make up a name. We'll call her. We'll call her Anna. You hate Anna. Okay. And what if it said like Anna, what if it said like Anna's mix? And you start listening to Anna's mix, and it's all like boys to men, Casey and JoJo's all my life. Uh, and then you heard a song that had a phrase in it, and there's a phrase he says to you occasionally. Would that bother you? No, no, because they're an ex for a reason. All right, there you go. Maybe. Uh, and what if what if one of the songs is Anna? I'm gonna get back with you someday. <laughs> well, go for it if you want. You're, okay. you're lost, not mine. See, I told you it could cause problems. Nine one eight eight seven nine ninety eight ninety eight. Would it cause problems if you're? Uh, I think so. You have stuff named after your ex you're holding on to. Isn't that a little unreasonable though? I don't know. Hey, good morning. Who's this? This is Megan. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You keep those CDs around or no? Um, well, no, we got rid of the CDs, and I just wanted to confirm that if my husband had CDs with a woman's name on it, it wouldn't be good. Ah, see, I told you. What do you mean it wouldn't be good? Um, it wouldn't be good. If I found those, I would think he was hiding them from me, and then I would wonder why someone was so important that he kept their burnt CD. Uh, no like offense, madam, but ago. you're a scary lady. If this, you find this guy <laughs> just am. owns something, you're going to kill him? Well, I didn't say I'd kill him. You'd make him wish he were dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, Daniel, when I went through my CDs and I saw, like, Betsy's Hottest Hits and Laura's mix of songs, I'd go, I got a girlfriend that I'm probably going to marry. I can't have these anymore. And so That's I threw right. them all away. Well, why are, why are you so jealous? Well, I'm not jealous, but that's just, that's pretty sacred. Those burnt CDs were pretty important. Did you have uh, any bad blood with the next of his or is this just in general you wouldn't like it just in general it wouldn't matter all right see daniel this that, is why you're single and this is why i'm but married let's be fair about it do you own anything that an ex ever gave you um some kids some kids <laughs> oh lord when i can't say anything about <laughs> my ex only gave me a plant <laughs> new from tyler hubbard it's five foot nine and time now daniel has promised every day this week seven forty. Born and Raised Festival passes with Leonard Skinner, Cody Jenkson with us, Amber. You're in Skyatook. Good morning, Amber. 
Good morning. So Daniel's uh, lined up an exciting quiz for us today. And how does that work, Daniel? It is 1990s movie quotes. I'll give you a movie quote from a 1990s movie and identify enough of those. You get to go to the Born and Raised Music Festival, a three-day pass. Can you handle three days of music festival? I would love to. Let's do it. I have four kids. I would love to. Oh, Lord, you need an escape. That's bad. We got four kids to escape, to relax. You got to go to a music festival. Yes. All right. Up first, the first 1990s movie quote, Hakuna Matata. Oh, Lion King. And, Ty, what does Hakuna Matata mean? I don't know. What does it mean? It means no worries. I have four children. Ty, have you never seen a Lion King? I've never seen it. All right. Up next, 1990s movie quote, I'm the king of the world. I have no idea. This is on a... uh, Could be the most popular movie of the 90s, maybe. They were standing on the front of a ship, and this guy yells, I'm the king of the world! Titanic! Titanic, yes. And then he slowly froze to death. Yeah, you know, it happens. She said, I'm never going to let you go, and then she... uh, she did let him go. She had to make a choice, you know. <laughs> <It didn't happen. laughs> the next 1990s movie quote, I see dead people. Oh, six cents. That is correct. Up next, 1990s movie quote, they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Uh, I'm gonna need help with that one. That's a that's the really long movie, right? It's pretty. Yeah, it's very long, about three hours. Yeah. Um, William Wallace. Uh, Braveheart. Braveheart. Yes, about uh, William Wallace. Not to be confused with Tyke's grandfather, George Wallace from Alabama. <laughs> what do you snort? You're, you're an idiot. Okay. Up next. <laughs> Show me the money. Hmm. Oh. Oh, dang it. It was oh. with Tom Cruise. Yeah, what Tom is that? Cruise was yelling with Cuba Gooding Jr. And, that was uh, the uh, Cuba you had Gooding Jr. Hello, was like, uh, Mad Money? No, it's not Mad Money. It was um, like, show me the money. And then they start yelling it back and forth. Show me the money. I think I got it. What do you think you got it? So oh, guys, well, if you got it, please. It's a person's name, basically, is the name of the movie, right? That is correct. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. And finally, this one's from the early 90s. It's not a tumor. Hmm. (laughs) Oh. He he was later governor of California, wasn't he? Yeah. Rocky. No. No. It was. uh, I'll tell you this. Yes, Arnold um, Schwarzenegger and the children were saying like Terminator. No. Listen to my hint. The kids <laughs> were saying, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, I have a headache. And they said, it could be a tumor. And it's like, it's not a tumor. Oh, my husband's going to kill me because he loves this. The, the, kindergarten, it's yeah. a stupid kindergartner. You, you got it halfway right. And he's also a man of law enforcement, <laughs> I guess. So it's kindergarten. Oh, kindergarten cop. Kindergarten yeah. cop. That is right. What a crazy movie. They're like, here's what we should do. Put an undercover officer in charge of kindergartners. You know. Was it a true story? It, nothing can go wrong. Can you do us an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, say it's not a tumor? It's not a tumor. Okay, terrible impressions. But wow, good man. winning 
winning, winning tickets to the Born and Raised Music Festival in Pryor, coming up the 16th through the 18th. And you also qualify, Amber, for the VIP experience. That's pit access, camping, catering, and more. Awesome. Ooh, la, la. Awesome. Thank you. You're so welcome. And we're back tomorrow, 740, with that same shot for you as well. It's Morgan Wallen on 98.5 The Bull with Tyg and Daniel. Time for Off the Wall. We go to a company's Facebook page and we see what people are complaining about. It's brought to you by H2O Sports Rentals, where you can get not a pontoon, a tritune boat there on Grand Lake. How about that? Tritune. Nice. You don't have to own your own boat. You just go get a boat, use it, give it back to somebody, and they have to deal with it. That's H2O Sports Rentals. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning, Tig. I have a theory, and that theory is that everybody on this planet likes Panda Express. You know anybody doesn't like Panda Express? I haven't heard that. Do you like it? Yeah. I like it. Everybody I know likes it. But are there problems? Uh, it turns out there are some problems sometimes at Panda Express. And then, uh, as usual, sometimes people post things that are very cryptic. Uh, this is called Off the Wall. I've gone to Panda Express to their Facebook page. And this is what actual people have written on the Panda Express Facebook page. Up first, Derek says, Yak chewed up my polo PJs. Panda Express, I'm ready. I have no idea what that means. The people at Panda Express didn't even bother to respond. They said... They just ignored. His pajamas got torn up? Up next, uh, this is what I like to call a roller coaster of emotions. Okay. That means it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. guy named Heath writes on the Panda Express Facebook wall, When Panda Express opened a few years ago, I was pretty excited. But then I tried it and didn't like it at all. I tried it two or three more times within the first month just to be sure, but I hated it each time more than the first. I just had it again for the first time in years, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's like a perfect story. There's a conflict. There's a protagonist. There's a resolution, and he's happy now. They're thinking about making a movie out of that post. Yes. Uh, Sarah, you can relate to this. When your wife was pregnant, did she ever have a craving? Yep. Mm-hmm. And if that craving wasn't met, that was probably not a very good day. Uh, Sarah says, Panda Express, you made this pregnant mama mad. No chow mein noodles. Fine. Rice undercooked. Not cool. Only two pieces of beef and my beef and broccoli. And to top it, you forgot my fortune cookie. <laughs> Better luck next time, I guess. I got to say that when you do go to a place that has the fortune cookie and you don't get it, that's kind of a huge letdown because you're waiting for that little sentence. Mm -hmm. And you don't get it. Yeah, I, I kind of feel her pain. Katrina says, why was there more cabbage than noodles in my chow mein? And why was the teriyaki chicken not cut up? And why didn't I get any teriyaki sauce? Extremely disappointing. Is really Pan upset about the cabbage, though. Is Panda Express responding like, hey, sorry, or contact customer support or something? Yes, yeah, occasionally they're like, hey, uh, re you know, reach out to us. My bad. We'll get this fixed. Megan says, why Panda Express tastes like they took the panda and its food, fried it up, threw it on the ground, stomped it a few times, and then put it in my to-go tray. She's really disappointed in that Panda Express smell. Now, let me say this. Oh, wait, she goes on. I forgot here. Sorry. I almost moved on to the good stuff. Uh, so she says she's accused now Panda Express of taking the panda and its food, frying it, throwing it on the ground, stomping it, then putting it in her goat tray. She said, 
The crab rangoons, what are those? Nasty. The egg roll, a disgrace. <laughs> a disgrace. The lo mein noodles, don't even get me started. And lastly, who likes eating half-cooked food, cold broccoli in their food? She didn't like her experience from what I can gather from that information. You know, then as I was scrolling, I started to notice, Tig, that uh, they do a lot of fundraisers. They help a lot of people. So if you have an organization you need help with with a fundraiser, mm-hmm. want them to be out there, it seems like they do it all over the country. They'll come out and have giveaways and freebies and stuff like that. Panda Express. Yeah. Uh, the Boys and Girls Club wrote, Panda Express, we're so grateful for your continued support. Today's meal was delicious. And finally, Celeste says, well, I know what I'm getting for lunch today. Thank you, Panda Express, for helping kids back, for helping kids get back to being kids. What an exciting day for Driscoll Children's Hospital. So there you go. Very nice. So I think we like Panda Express. Everybody does. And they, uh, they help out in the community. So good for them. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Yep. Tulsa's getting this new uh, indoor football team. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country. Welcome into Did You See? Brought to you by iCare Associates of South Tulsa. So, yeah, a new football team, but they need a name. And, like, a, a lot of times what will happen is uh, they'll get the public to weigh in on what the, the name should be. They've, they've narrowed it down to five names, Daniel. And uh, this from News on 6. The Bison, Crude, Oilers, Tornado, and Wildcatters. Bison. Crude, I guess, for oil. The Oilers, that makes sense. Tornado. And uh, a wildcatter, I didn't know this. A wildcatter is somebody that used to uh, go on someone else's land and drill for oil illegally. Mm. Would be a wildcatter. So five. And uh, you can actually vote on your favorite name. And uh, you can just look up Tulsa Indoor Football and go there and vote. How about that? What are you choosing? I kind of like the wildcatters. Does it matter what I think? That's why you go and vote. Well, why would you tell everybody else to vote and then you say it doesn't matter what I think? Who do you vote for? Bison, crude, oilers, tornado, wildcatters. You don't even understand football. He he thinks when they kick a, the point after oh, the I'm touchdown. Sorry, I forgot you're such a big fan of arena football, tag. Sorry. He thinks it's called the spare point, so you don't get to vote. But if you know anything about football, go vote. I'm trying to think of which one of those makes the most sense. Because I would say tornado, but I don't want somebody that's been affected in a tornado yeah, in a very like negative a, way. A negative way. Uh, I don't see a bunch of bison around here. The Croods sounds too much like that caveman movie for children. Maybe it would be Wildcatters. Wildcatters. Maybe so. We'll see how it goes. But you can certainly get online and vote. What you got, Daniel? Uh, did you see that Ty accepted turn 40 today? The compact disc was first produced in Germany. The first commercially available CD was what? What do you think it was? I was thinking maybe Michael Jackson Thriller, if you're saying it came out in 82. It was Billy Joel's 52nd Street. Oh. The very first musical CD pressed here in America was what? Uh, Garth Brooks' album. It was not. Born in the USA. Bruce Springsteen. Who will actually be here in Tulsa next year. At the BOK Center. Will you go to that show? You know, I, I like Bruce okay, but I only know like two of his songs, right? Do you know, could you name three Bruce Springsteen songs? I don't songs? know a ton of them, but people that like Bruce Springsteen love nuts. Bruce Springsteen, and I bet that's going to be a hard ticket to get. I might go just because that's kind of like a pretty iconic artist, right? Yeah, they call him the boss, don't they? Yeah, they do. 
So the CD turning 40 years old. We talked to people in Nashville. We used to know a lot of people there that made music, artists, producers, things like that. They said the CD quality, uh, or the music on CD is the best quality you can get. So better than uh, MP3 or anything like that? Better than MP3, better than cassette, better than vinyl, all that. Huh. Uh, did you see this guy, guy in uh, North Carolina is running for Congress. His name is Bo Hines. Now, he's been dragged and criticized for making a reference to a banana republic. Um I got to be honest, I didn't know exactly what a banana republic was. Did you know what it was? Yeah, from my understanding, uh, countries in South and Central America, they're known for their bananas, but also known for their corrupt politicians, so they would call it a banana republic. A banana republic is another name for an unstable country that can't sustain itself. He thinks it's a clothing, a clothing story. I've got this quote from him. Now, his camp has come out and said, no, 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 he was just joking. So I'm going to play the clip here to see if you think that Bo Hines was joking or he really thought it was a clothing store. Here okay. we go. You get to Congress. Is it going to be real? Are we actually going to be willing to defund? You know, a lot of people have likened the situation that's going on right now. Is, you know, we're, they say we're in a banana republic. I think that's an insult to banana republics across the country. I mean, at least the manager of banana republic, unlike our president, knows where he is and why he's there and what he's doing. I think he was confused. I think he thought they were calling out a banana republic in some connection to the store. Rather than it's quite politics. clear to me that he was confused. <laughs> now, having said that, I didn't know exactly what a banana republic was until I read this story. Mm -hmm. So why didn't he just come out and say I was confused? They have to do this political thing like, no, 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 I was joking. Yeah, and it clearly it. wasn't joking. Just admit. You learn something new. Big deal. You think one day you'd like to be in politics. Do you think you would admit if you messed up or do you think you would uh, just have your camp issue like, no, 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 he was joking? I think that if they just come out and admit that they like, messed up that people can handle that they don't get people don't like getting lied to that's the big thing i agree with that also tyke you're a big fan of this show um better call saul i watched it on monday the series finale it got like huge huge numbers this was a spinoff from breaking bad yeah you don't uh you didn't you didn't catch it yet did you mm -mm. well here he is uh bob odenkirk thanking the fans for better call saul he posted this um on his social media the fans thank you for watching Thanks for giving us a chance because we came out of maybe a lot of people's most favorite show ever and we could have been hated for simply trying to do a show. Thank you for staying with us. Better Call Saul, story about a very unique guy, a little slow at times, but in the end, if you paid attention, it was about big, big things inside people. Thank you. What do you think when a show that you loved for years kind of goes off the air? Do you you kind of makes you a little sad or do sad, you sad, man? We got all caught up uh, years ago in the Sopranos, and I was sad when that went away. Yeah, I mean, it kind of becomes, you know, for us it was a routine. Like me and my wife, we would spend every Monday night watching a particular show, and then that goes away, and you know, it's it's kind of tough. Yeah, I think, isn't it? Yeah, so whenever you get a chance to watch it, you should probably catch up on your favorite show that you love so much. It's 827 at 98.5 The Bull. Remember, we're back in the morning. Born and raised tickets. Three-day festival with Leonard Skinner. 740 tomorrow and every day for the rest of this week. 98.5 The Bull Weather. Provided by Community Care. Your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. I know Union uh, students were back today. Union tomorrow. Tulsa Public Schools, which means... Uh, I'll be dropping my kid off at the first grade tomorrow. And uh, we went to yesterday to meet the teacher. I'm still, here's the thing. Here's the weird thing. I'm a grown man. I'm in my 40s. I passed the principal's office. I got nervous. 
You know, I even like glanced in to see, oh, where's that paddle? That you remember that rumor there was always an electric paddle somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, why is it that I'm a grown man? Get around the principal, still scared. I'll get an email from her. I get nervous about that. Does it ever leave you that you won't be scared of a principal? I think it just goes to show that your childhood impacts the rest of your life. Even though your childhood is such a short time, it impacts the rest of your days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I got to say that one time I was called to the principal's office when I was in high school because I, I had skipped class, okay? And uh, they, they brought about five of us in there. I guess we'd all skipped the same class, and I didn't even know the other kids in there. And the principal sits down and says, all right, I was like the last in line to get asked the question, but the principal says to the first person, Johnny, did you skip class? No, ma'am, I did not. I didn't skip class. I was here. Okay, Saturday school for you. Like everybody was lying, so I go, oh, I'm going to fess up. I'm going to fess up, and uh, then she'll let me out of Saturday school. And so, you know, the next girl, Tina, no, I was here. I didn't skip uh, Saturday school for Tina. And then it becomes my turn after, like, the fifth person. Uh, hey, Ty, did you skip class? I said, yep, I, I did. I did. Saturday school for you. So what was the point of being truthful if it didn't get me anywhere? Uh, you know, my favorite teacher growing up, she's since passed on. Her name was Miss Grooms. And she found evidence that somebody had cheated on a test or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she got up in front of the class. She said, listen, if you'll just come clean, whoever did this, it'll be forgiven. You'll have immunity. Everything will be all right if you'll just admit to it. Nobody ever admitted to it. But then I asked her a little bit later on. I said, would you have really, like, forgiven that and just moved on? She said, of course not. No, it would have been major trouble. So, yeah, no wonder we're scared listen, of those people. whatever you do, <laughs> just <laughs> lie. Don't ever fess up. <laughs> it's not a good policy. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Good morning, Daniel. Tig, I think my mom thinks I'm Jeff Bezos because anytime she wants something from Amazon, she's reaching out to me. So she calls you and says, hey, I'd like a new hair dryer. And then she, like, Venmo's you the money for it. And that- First of all, there's no call. It's just a text. Oh. Uh, and there is no Venmoing. There's just, uh, I'm Walmart. Or I'm Amazon. You're just free Amazon for Well, her. for example, the other day she writes, uh, sends me a text, says, hey, will you order me some damp rid off Amazon? Well, first of all, I know that she goes to stores that carry damp rid all the time. It's in any Walmart or Dollar General, anywhere, really. Damp rid, what's that mean? You know, the stuff that absorbs moisture. Okay. If you spill something in your car, you can put that stuff in there and absorbs the moisture and the smell and all that. So I sent it to her. She goes, oh, thank you for the damp rid. It finally arrived. Then she goes, hey, uh, would you mind sending me a steering wheel cover for my car? <laughs> yeah, so you're just I, 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 can't, I can't be doing all that. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised she's not offering to pay you money for that s- stuff, I guess. Well, why would she? If there's somebody you could text, like, hey, I want this, and they just delivered it for you for free. Not you, bad. Uh, yeah. I, and what I'm thinking about doing, which is awful, my sister lives down in Alabama. I'm thinking about going, hey, Mom, I don't want to get, th- get you the wrong uh, steering wheel cover. I think you should go over to Amy's and, and show her which one you want. So you don't, you know, make sure you get one that you like. Yeah. And then I'm thinking about doing something even more nefarious than that, being like, you know what would look good, Mom, if you had matching seat covers to the steering wheel cover. <laughs> and get your sister to have to buy yeah, it? Put my get my sister yeah, on the line. Get her on Daniel the- thinks I'm a bad person because if I get something from a drive-thru, I do check it before I leave. And you say that's insulting to the person at the window. It's, it's not the checking. I've seen you and your wife do this. You get up to the window. They hand you the food out the window. And then your wife in the passenger seat goes... And it's the cadence in her voice. She goes, check it. 
It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. No, we we definitely check it. Okay, checking is fine. And so then fun. you got in my head about this. And and yesterday, yeah, I went to a place, a drive through and you got into my head about this, okay, where, okay, it's rude to check the order because it somehow offends the person. Tag. And so... You know what I did? Let, well, let me stop you right there before you tell the rest of the story. It's not about the act of the checking it. It's your wife yelling, check it. And she's not doing that just for you. She's doing that so that the person working there also hears. Because there's no other reason to yell it at such a loud decibel. She's yelling at me. That's what wives do. They yell at their husband. She's not yelling at the person. Anyway, she's like, she's telling me to check it. And uh, But then you got in my head about this. So I go to a place yesterday. And by the way, when you have kids, the orders are like impossible. And I don't like this deal where uh, I want a cheeseburger with no pickles and make sure there's extra ketchup. Like, that just complicates everything. And uh, so I go, and I've got this ridiculous order. It's got to be a blue limeade, and I, I don't know what's going on. Well, th- th- what was the actual order? It was a cheeseburger, but add bacon, no pickles, and a blue limeade or something. A bacon cheeseburger, no pickles. Okay. Yes. And uh, anyway... I go, and it, it was complicated, and she's like, now, what do you want? Da, 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 whatever. I get up to the window, and because you got in my head about looking at the bag before I left, I just took the bag and left. Get home. Of course, the order is totally ruined. Uh, they didn't even put what I wanted in there, and I went up there for that specific reason. How to was get it that totally thing. ruined? They didn't put my food in there. No, they, they put any of your food in I it. went to go the, for this one thing. Hey, I had a what was the thing? Chili cheese fries. And they didn't put your chili cheese fries in there? Did not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Are you going to be all right? No, but because you told me I can't check the order. You should tell those people fighting in Ukraine that they didn't put your chili oh, cheese fries okay, in there. whatever. And you also, know. I didn't say don't check the order. I said don't do this big production. Don't go, check it, <laughs> in front of them because that's a little insulting. It's 98.5 The Bull, whatever.